0: All right, Uh, here is, is, uh, yeah, so on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline, we spoke to our friend and from the athletic, um, Robert Mays. Always love our conversations with Robert. And um, he does a a great football podcast as well. Here's uh, Robert Mays from earlier today on his drive back. He spent the entire week at the Combine and was driving back from Indianapolis to Chicago. All right, it's Waddle and Sylvie, and we are live at the NFL Combine, and it is day two here. For us. For us. Yeah. We, we saw Robert Mays uh, yesterday in the hallways, and uh, how many days did you end up spending here in Indianapolis?
1: I got in Sunday night, and I left on Friday afternoon. So that is a, what, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, five nights, which is way too many.
2: Yeah. Did so- you accomplish what you were setting out to accomplish, Robert?
1: I honestly um, okay. I, I feel like 10 years into this, I finally have figured out how to do the combine. It only took, took me a cool decade. Uh, if they ever move it out of Indianapolis, I will I will make my displeasure known because it took me so long to know how to do it. I'm not in the mood to try to figure out how to do it in a different city.
0: So when you say how to do the combine, explain to like our, our fans who, who have never been to the combine, what does that mean for a reporter like you? Who covers the sport nationally for The Athletic and does your podcast?
1: Just setting up meetings with coaches, you know, uh, a coffee here, a lunch there, you know, being more thoughtful about my time from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. You know, everyone's around. Everyone has pockets in their schedule where they have some flexibility and freedom. So just being a little bit more organized about even before I set foot here, who am I talking to? When am I talking to them? Are there people I haven't met and I should? So just the amount of pre-planning that goes into it. And you know, by the time your weekends, it's like, oh, I talked to a dozen coaches and two agents and a few GMs and I got way more done than I would have when I was twenty-seven trying to do this, you know.
2: What'd you learn when you were here, Robert? What's the most important kind of fact that you were able to to dig up?
1: Uh, it seems like just things about the quarterback market, I, I think the veteran quarterback market. Who's going to be in on a guy like Kirk Cousins? Who's going to be in on Justin Fields? Just those pre-draft quarterback dominoes that are going to fall. And I think part of that is that's one of the most intriguing questions to ask. And part of it is, as a Chicagoan, a Bears fan, all that stuff, it is very important to me this year in a way it typically is not.
2: You know, the the... the th- I guess the evaluation of of who's going to be willing to to dance with the Bears with regard to Justin has vacillated. There was, you know, this feeling that there were going to be a lot of dance partners. Now, if you listen to Graziano and some others today, they say that, well, maybe the market isn't as stout as as originally thought. Where do you believe the market is for Justin with with regard to trading? him?
1: I I sit in the latter camp. I I feel the same way that Dan does. Uh, Me and Diana Rossini did a show today and That was kind of one of our conclusions, that there isn't going to be that big of a group of teams that's after him. I don't think Atlanta's going to be. It doesn't sound like Pittsburgh's going to be. So if you take those two teams off the list, where are we going? Vegas would make sense if Luke Getse wasn't there. He is. The Broncos, you know, is that a team that if they don't draft a quarterback, what are they going to do with the position? But it's not a long list. So as tough as it might be to stomach as a Bears fan because of what this could mean for his market, I have a feeling that now we're going to be stepping into a second set of teams that views him as a low-cost, high-upside backup. You know, is is a team like Philly interested? Is a team like Baltimore interested as more of a project and not as a stopgap starter? And the price for something like that, Trey Lance went for a fourth last year. That's not a second and a third, which is what some people were talking about two or three weeks ago.
0: Yeah. So, it, because of that, do the Bears change their plans as far as a, a possibility of keeping him, or does that screw stuff up as far as the chemistry?
1: The chemistry is a consideration. And so, you listened to Ryan Polls earlier this week. Did that seem like a man who was going to try to squeeze every ounce he could out of a Justin Fields trade? Yes. Oh, see, I go the other way. Him talking about doing right by Justin, and him talking about he doesn't want. You know, I I I felt like that's something he just wants to get
0: done. Okay, uh, like I miss, I misunderstood what you meant by what he said. But the the one thing though that like like when when like I paused, and one of the reasons why I paused was because then I considered he did squeeze everything though out of the Carolina deal. And, and like, he has squeezed some stuff out of teams in the past. He's also been squeezed uh, by Pittsburgh and, and some other teams. So, like, I'm just not sure. So, you think he just wants to get this over with?
1: But reading the tea leaves, yeah. It seems like that's something where they just want to clear the decks. They want to give him a new opportunity before free agency starts. That's how it that seems to me anyway. And if that's your mindset going in, then – I think you're willing to take what you can get for them at this stage of the calendar and just press reset. You move on, you start over. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they were willing to take a little bit less in order to facilitate something like that.
2: Where do you think some of the other veteran quarterbacks may land, Robert?
1: We'll see what happens with Kirk Cousins, right? So Kirk is obviously the biggest domino. I would not be surprised if Atlanta was motivated to go get a Kirk Cousins. Even though they have year one of a new coaching staff, This is year four of their front office regime. They spent money last offseason. I think there is an urgency from ownership and from other people there for them to be competitive very quickly. That's a lot easier to do with a veteran quarterback than it is drafting a quarterback at eight. So if they they go after Kirk, what does that mean for the other veteran quarterbacks and the other seats that might be available? Is Baker Mayfield somebody that the Vikings would then consider as their immediate answer as a veteran, while they try to bring along a rookie quarterback. So I think it's all about where Kirk goes, the price he goes for, and how that ends up affecting the rest of the veteran quarterback market.
0: So Robert Mays joining us. It's Waddle and Silviani SPN 1000. So you don't believe that Baker Mayfield to the Bucks is a for-sure thing?
1: No. Based on conversations I had yesterday, based on little things you hear, I do not think it's a for sure thing because I would assume that the Bucks are trying to pay Maker Mayfield something in the Geno Smith range. You know, it's three years, but it's really only a year and a half guaranteed. Your number is somewhere around thirty million, and because he's only twenty-eight and because he played well last year, I assume Baker's people are looking at the Daniel Jones contract and saying, "Now nah, we want something closer to that. Give us forty a year. Give us two years guaranteed." because this is still a guy with a little bit of runway as a player. Where they end up falling, whether that's somewhere in the middle, whether a team is desperate enough to pay on the high end, I think those are the considerations. And I don't necessarily think the Bucs are going to try to do anything they can to make that partnership happen. Again, just reading the tea leaves a little bit over the last couple days.
2: Robert, if if Cousins moves on from from the Vikings, do you believe the Vikings would at least make a call to the Bears? I know that inside the division that may be difficult. They traded for Hawkinson inside the division, but that's a tight end, not a quarterback. Do you think the Vikings could be a a dance partner?
1: It's a great question. I, I think it's about what their strategy looks like in the draft. And if you're looking at Justin as kind of a high upside young option, is that redundant if you end up drafting someone? Because what I think they want, I think they want to have their cake and eat it, too. They want to bring in a veteran quarterback who can give them some stability in the short term while potentially sitting a rookie for a year. Is Justin that guy? Is Justin that guy who you feel like is going to be able to help you compete, who's going to be able to run the natural version of your offense? Or is he somebody that is more like a guy that you're going to draft? So I think that's less likely then them paying up a little bit in free agency for what feels like a little bit more of a known quantity, like a Kirk, like a Baker, somebody like
0: that. We were, we, we were talking to one of the reporters uh, yesterday who covers the bears. And and the discussion turned to if the, the league doesn't love Justin Fields and the bears don't love Justin Fields. He wanted to know why, The fan base or a segment of the fan base is so in love with Justin Fields. How would you answer that, Robert? You're a Bears fan. Why do you believe there is a portion of this fan base that is so in love with Justin Fields?
1: He's so easy to root for. He he plays so hard. He's so tough. He's provided excitement at that position that no one has provided this fan base in for as long as I can remember. I'm 36 years old. I can count on one hand how many times I turned the Chicago Bears on on Sunday, excited to watch the quarterback. And for all of his flaws, for all of his shortcomings, for how low his ceiling might be, he gave this city and that fan base moments like that over the last two years, unlike anything we've seen in a very long time. I think the important thing you can do as a fan is take a look at that with a sober lens. Understand what that actually means. And understand that flashes of excitement don't guarantee you long-term success. So two things can be true at the same time. The love for Justin can be justifiable among people who care about the Bears, but at the same time, he's not valuable to them or to anyone else as they think about how they should build that position long-term.
2: We live in such a quick quick snippet environment now, and his highlights are intoxicating. So if you turn on SportsCenter, or any number of different outlets and you see the 15 second highlight, you know, I can see why people get excited. But then when you sit down, Robert and you watch the full three hours and 10 minutes worth of the film, then you come to the overall conclusion.
1: That's exactly right. And I think that people have a misunderstanding of how talented Justin is as a player. He is so physically gifted. He's fast. He's strong. He's explosive. He has a strong arm. But if you look at the really special quarterbacks around the NFL, if you look at the way that some of the young, exciting quarterbacks played this year, Jordan Love, CJ Stroud, and then you go to the high end, Mahomes, Lamar, there's a creativity to their game in the pocket. Changing arm angles, changing platforms, navigating the pocket. That space, you have to be a master of creating plays from that space, even if you have mobility. And if you watch Justin play, there's just a tightness and a roboticism to how he plays within the pocket that I think inherent, that is inherently going to limit what his ceiling is like as a player. And I think it's important to kind of extricate and pull that apart. He's physically gifted, but his ceiling as a quarterback is not like that of a Caleb Williams, who's a loose thrower. He's a creative player. So it's hard to parse some of the details of this, but... When you have the number one overall pick and a guy like that is available to you, those are the details that you have to live in. Uh,
2: You mentioned Caleb Williams, Robert. Is he at the top of the list of the available quarterbacks in the draft this year for you? And what did you you like what you heard from him as he met the media today?
1: I think he did just fine. I I understand that some people are going to take issue with some of the things that he said. Some people are going to take issue with the medicals. But I think that exerting your leverage as a player – knowing that you're going to be probably the number one overall pick. Why would I get poked and prodded for three hours at
3: the Combine
1: when I can just take a couple medical tests on some of these visits? I completely understand that. From a talent perspective, I think that over the course of this process, people lose sight of what was self-evident a year ago. You go back and you watch what this guy can do, what he can accomplish as a thrower, the feel he has for the position, He is one of those guys, as a prospect, that's just different. Who knows how it's going to work out? There have been missteps in projecting talented guys to the league for a very long time. But when you talk about that creative aspect of the position, that is the number one trait that he possesses. And if you're looking at a guy, what you want to see is similarities with the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. And I think if you truly sit back and watch him, that's exactly what you see, and that's what makes
0: him so intriguing. You know, I know Nate Tice likes um, May a lot. I know um, a couple of other people. We talked to, to uh, Hasselback last week, and he thinks that Drake May is great. Um, there are a few people who have talked about Jaden Daniels. Would you consider taking one of those two over Caleb Williams?
1: I would not. I think that Drake may has a chance to be a really good quarterback in the NFL. I think that he checks so many boxes for modern quarterback play. What he can do with his legs on third down as a big guy, you cannot discount that. The two best quarterbacks in the NFL right now, in my opinion, are Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And if you look at some of the underlying aspects of their games and what makes them great, one is negative play mitigation. They do not take sacks. There are so many aspects to their play where it should be a sack and instead it's an incompletion. It should be a sack and instead it's a six yard scramble. The other half of it is what they can do as scramblers on late downs. If it's third and eight, it is so important in today's game for you to have a quarterback that can pick up those nine yards with his legs and just demoralize the defense. And even as a six-five guy with a big arm, Drake May can do that. In a world where Caleb Williams wasn't in this draft, I would have absolutely no problem with the Bears using the number one pick on Drake May. But that's not the situation we're in. He just happens to be in a class with a guy who has some really, really special traits as a passer.
2: Robert, what do you expect the Bears to do at nine?
1: It's a great question. I, I, as I think about the tea leaves and I think about what the top ten would look like, I've become more and more intrigued about the idea of what it would take to move up for one of the receivers. Is there a trade partner somewhere outside the top five and before you pick where you could give up that extra four that you have, where maybe if you're getting really aggressive, you have that extra two from Carolina next year, because that group of Harrison or and neighbors in most people's minds have separated themselves. So if you really want a receiver at that spot, do you have to be aggressive? Because tackle, while it's a super-team tackle class all the way across the board, is not as pressing of a need for this team. So if you sit at nine, are you going to be disappointed with the options available to you? The other way that you could go, if you don't, aren't as worried about receiver or you're not willing to give up excess draft capital, you still need another edge rusher. So are you comfortable taking a Dallas Turner at 10 and just sitting there, or at nine, just sitting there. It's a premium position. It's a position of need for you. But that's kind of where my mind is right now. It's moving up maybe a little bit for a receiver, sitting there and taking an edge rusher, or if there's a team that really wants the last tackle available, do you find yourself in a position where it makes the most sense to trade down from nine if all the receivers are gone?
2: The decision at that spot also can be, be influenced by what they decide to do in free agency. They've got about $80 million, I believe, to spend. What do you think they do? Where do they do they they invest their money in free agency?
1: It's a great question, and I think that that's going to depend on how the top of the market shakes out, in, in my opinion, two positions. Because the two premium positions they need outside of corner, and I expect Jalen Johnson to be back, would be edge rusher and wide receiver. So can you address either of those in free agency? This year specifically, it's a unique year at both of those positions. The guys of Mike Evans and Daniel Hunter's caliber are very, very rarely available in free agency. And by all accounts, it seems like both of those guys may end up hitting the market. So if you end up spending big at the top of the market at either edge or wide receiver, it's definitely going to dictate what you're looking for at night. So, I don't know what they're more into. I heard one small rumbling today that they are in on the free agent receivers, and potentially that includes somebody like Mike Evans. So, if that's the case, does edge become a more glaring need for you as you get to that ninth overall pick and maybe even later into the first round?
0: He, a, Evans had a, a a very good year. Are you are you still bullish on him at uh, age and aging with his wear and tear? Yes. Yeah.
1: I think that he is still a high-level player. And my favorite thing about bringing Mike Evans into your building, one of the downsides of free agency always is the dynamic it creates with your own locker room. If you're paying guys top dollar outside of your locker room, what sort of guys are you paying? Montez Sweat came in and played his butt off, play in and play out every single time. Mike Evans is that sort of presence. Mike Evans is revered in Tampa Bay, revered as a person, as a veteran, all that stuff. So I think if you're really trying to make a push, if you're trying to give your number one overall pick quarterback everything he can to work with, and you're also comfortable with the person, you should feel comfortable with giving him the amount of money that he wants on the market, because I think that he still has a lot left in the tank.
0: Where are you now on your drive home?
1: (laughs) About two and a half hours away. So about well, 140 miles. I have no idea where that means I am in Indiana, but that's
0: where sure. I am. Are you, are you near the windmills? Yeah, I gotta enjoy the, wind- the windmills.
1: I pr- I think I might have passed them already. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep an eye out. I keep my head on a swivel here.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's always freaky at night. Like we drove yeah. in at night, and there all those red blinking lights at night. That that freaks me out. So,
1: I but- it's the three hour drive is the perfect length to me. Like it never feels long. It feels like I'm in and out quick. Hopefully I'm going to beat uh, rush hour traffic here. So all things considered, and you guys cutting off a wonderful 20 minutes of it, I think this is going to be an easy
0: (laughs) one. That's awesome. Amaze, you're the best. Uh, Keep up the great work. We appreciate you and the friendship. Thank you. Thanks, Robert. Travel safe. Anytime, guys. Always love chatting with you. There he was, Robert Mays, a little bit earlier that we recorded, and uh, our coverage of the Combine brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota dealers, Toyota Let's Go Places. We'll be uh, hopping in the Toyota Sequoia in a little bit. It freaks me out when you go by those... Um, windmills? The, like The windmills no. during the day don't freak me out. It's miles and miles. Where is that? Around Rensselaer? Is it Rensselaer? Is that where they they, they start? They go they, for several miles. Several miles, but yeah. it's at night. Yeah, where and they blink, yeah. We, it's just because it, you can't really see the, the actual windmills. You just see just... Blinking red lights. He actually for miles and miles of that. Yeah,
2: it is pretty freaky. Um, he identified that drive as the perfect distance, three hours. I would suggest the perfect distance is ten minutes. It's
0: a, it's a good point. Like, much, what is like, the per, what is the perfect drive?
2: Right. How long do you would you tolerate being in a vehicle before you start to get cranky? I think
0: he's talking about like a road trip. Like for a road trip, the perfect drive is three hours. I know what you're saying. Like ten minutes, anywhere, yeah. ten minutes, quick. Yeah, don't want to be in there. Don't want to do it. Like, to me, twenty minutes is 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 fine. That's it. Like, yeah, twenty a twenty. A good twenty minute okay. drive. I'll buy that. Anything like, and I I was sent today. R.J. Curcio. Oh, the traffic. Situation. He sent me some terrible, terrible news today. And by the way, I, I need to say this because I, I, I while we were recording him, I believe the fix is in. online. I believe that when you saw Robert Mays here, um, while you told him that uh, you guys were t- having a little little conversation about me stalking uh, Caleb Williams, that you told him What's up? to say good question. And, like, I've never heard a, uh, an interview like that where he said good question not once, not twice, but three times. Jesse comes on every week, though. But not three times. <laughs> he this said, he, "Great oh, question yes, he too." He
4: in the early stages of good question, he would ring up three, four, five. Oh yeah. Does he get um? Well, what are
0: what are the rules? Does he get trained, three points?
4: Um, I think this one's going to the review board, or does he get one point? Because no, no, he, he gets one. If he gets the points, he gets one for each one.
2: Let me know when it's important. <laughs> The what dynasty is, continues. What 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 is there? Is there a cash prize? Have you won anything? You've won no, it the last I've won three Nothing. Years. I've got nothing. It's not something that I was worried about. It's not something that I care about now. They should make a
0: shirt that says, "That's a good question." And, I did not. And, I saw Maze outside, but I did not. This was definitely that, not. That shot was that like discussed. I was yeah. getting mad because it's the thrill of uh, I. I would like to overtake you one day, but not with a not with a conversation like that. Where it was one question after another. That's a good question. That's a good question. I don't think they were such great questions either, quite frankly. I think he was kissing your ass. Well, for what reason, Robert I know, I, Mays? Yeah, I, I, I don't mean, know. Yeah, I don't either. Robert Mays doesn't need to kiss my ass. I think, again, that they're just impressed you could put together a sentence. Well, that's and, fair. And they patronize you. That's, with it. Totally, that's a totally good question. And I'm, I'm totally cool gonna, with no, that nah, as well. Um. So, yeah, getting back to this. Uh, RJ Curcio sent me this there's all of us this phase two of the Kennedy expressway construction begins earlier than expected lane closures coming. So wasn't lane closure. Someone that did traffic on one of the radio stations. Yes, that, I think that was their radio name. Yeah. Lane, lane closure. It was a woman and her name was lane, lane closure. It's
2: yeah. um, pretty
0: creative. I like it. So the, the, um, the express lane portions are going to be closed. That's going to suck. And then the, the bad news about this is, um, from the Edens to the uh, from Ohio Street, the, the express lanes are closed, and it, it will resume on Monday, March eleventh. That's oh god, that's a week from Monday. Yeah,
2: and, and, and how long are they projecting that they're going to be construct in construction mode?
0: I didn't I didn't get that. It, like I got, I got a piss and I stopped reading oh, because God. because this wasn't supposed to start this early. But IDOT is citing the the warmer temperatures. The starting day comes in uh, due to warmer temperatures, and and they weren't supposed to start this early. Sucks. I want none part of that.
2: But I don't like it. I mean, the train is a great way to travel. Don't get me wrong. But if you're a prisoner of the train yes, schedule, it yes. just adds more time to your schedule. But what about I the guess, magic of a train ride, Waddle? It's so. It's so. It's such a throwback to the the glory days. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true, Kevbo. But like, I, if I'm trying to get home. And you know if I could drive and get home at seven fifteen, but I've got to take the train and get home at eight. I mean, I'd rather. You can have I'd a scotch on the train. The train. Just put it in a brown they, paper you, bag. Well, listen, if they they're serving booze on the plane, you know, I'm my ass is in. What's the longest train
0: ride you've taken, Kevbo? Uh not too long. Probably just like uh, ninety minutes or something. Oh, so you have not taken a magical train ride cross country? No, they're
2: all magical though.
0: Yeah. I did an Amtrak from
4: uh, Syracuse to Chicago one time. What was that? That did was a, a ch- World Series train for me. Coming back, I came back for uh, games three and four, I believe. How long of a ride was it? Like eleven hours. Do you sleep? Do you have like yeah. a cabin to sleep in? Did yeah. you you have a sleeper car? I didn't have like a sleeper car, but I, I slept. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Would
2: you just put lean your head against the window? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah.
5: I took a bullet train from Shanghai to Beijing when I was in China. <laughs>
2: How, uh, Charlie, you overnight. in China would, I, you know what? I would, I would rent that, that on, on, <laughs> uh, on some sort of paper. Like a Truman deal. Show of Charlie yeah, and Charlie China. Charlie in China. If you were in China, Charlie, I would love to see how you behave. How much would you pay to well, watch Charlie stay in China for a week and just do his I stuff? was
5: 11. My dad like pulled me away from some of the stray dogs on the Great Wall because <laughs> they were really cute. And I was maybe going to go up and like, them? yeah, maybe pet one and he yanked me away. Wow, he was just trying to take care of you, buddy. Yeah, it was a
2: good call. How old were you? 11, 11. 12, Probably I was in sixth grade. I think we could actually make some money. We send Charlie to China for a month and we film him. Just send me to, he random... to go. He has to go backpacking through China. Yeah, I
5: could report yeah. on various international basketball leagues, or, yeah, oh, no, or no, just, just you know, just, just the Chinese or just, league,
2: like, or just you know, wander around and beat Charlie. I'd pay for that
5: might be a you in? might be a language
2: barrier there but charlie would that's part of the out. charm yeah. charlie would you backpack across like europe
5: i wouldn't no i i wouldn't backpack to like
2: my apartment probably
5: <laughs> like i'll do that <laughs> my- walk but if i have to carry more than like five things i'm not doing it
2: my buddy Phil Vogel, when he graduated from Ohio the State, same think, guy
0: who had his Facebook page. back. Yes,
2: and he doesn't care. Like it's 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 instead of Phil Vogel, he's probably listening right now in, in Cincinnati. It's filled with a D on the end of Phil Vogel, and these these people are put. You've seen it. It's he,
0: congratulations. They're They're, pimp, they're pimping Bitcoin. Yes, and and I'm like, well, like Phil. But people are commenting congratulations yeah, to him yeah. on it, thinking it's real. And I'm like Phil, just fix it. He goes, I don't
2: care. He goes. I'm trying. My daughter's trying to help me with a bit in the meantime. Well, that's time. the problem. Care. Is
4: that he's gonna fur- he's gonna like further the scam the- is
2: gonna continue now. I'm gonna call. Uh, maybe we call him on the way home, right. Tyler, and we Sounds help him good. out. But he backpacked after getting through. I think it was seven years of college at Ohio State. He finally graduated, and he backpacked <laughs> across Europe, and then, and then I think he took a trip into some places in Asia as well. But he was gone for like three months, and he just <laughs> lived what.
0: My roommate did that too. Did he staying in like, hostels or anything? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He got. There's nothing like the guy, who took seven years yeah. to graduate, and then and then he's like, you know what? I need some more time to yeah, myself. Yeah. From the real world. Yeah. I need to take now three months to go backpacking. Yes. It's not like he graduated in four. No. And then took three months. I think it was he six years. seven years. Yeah, I think it was six. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to put off the real job for another three months.
2: Says, you know what? I want to travel the world now. Because like Phil, he took like nine years to if get I through Ohio State. I told Ohio my State. parents
0: that? After four years, you know what I'm going to do?
2: I'm gonna go backpack. I'm telling you though, like he did, It's not like he was staying at the Four Seasons. He was staying oh, in places course. where you had to fight your way in and fight your way out. He got dysentery. He had like all kinds of sicknesses. I think he lost like 30 pounds when he did it. Making fire over in a corner and trying to stay warm. I mean, crazy. He got worldly because of that. Uh, yeah, so worldly he's now filled
0: Vogel, and he's, a, <laughs> he's an accomplished Bitcoin salesman. So great. <laughs> so great. All right. Let's uh, as, as we're live here at uh, the combine uh, as we, you've made it to your weekend again, the Cubs and Sox are playing right now. We've got the uh, Sox game. I think the Cubs were winning last Cubs are up
2: nine to six. We're heading into the top of the eighth,
0: top of the eighth. When the game's over, we'll be on ESPN 1000 and 100.3. As of now, we are broadcasting on our YouTube channel, Make sure you subscribe there. When you go there, if this is your first time there and you're watching us, hello, hello, and uh, you're listening, um, make sure you hit the uh, subscribe button there. It's um, Our YouTube channel is uh, obviously YouTube.com. And then search ESPN Chicago. It's very easy. And then just subscribe. And you get all of our shows live. And then you get all of our shows um, recorded as well or shorts some highlights, anything you want, some interviews. Also, you can watch us on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash ESPN1000Chicago and you can also watch us or at least listen to us on our ESPN Chicago app and we're on the Bears Game Day Live uh, tab today. I want to play you Dan Graziano. You saw this oh, from yeah. today. Oh so yeah, I was
2: watching this uh, on Get Up this morning. So this was something you and I, I mean, we've talked about this and there's been kind of an ebb and flow with how people feel about it, but But uh, I'm not shocked by what Dan has come, kind of drawn some sort of conclusion.
0: Because today was mostly all about Caleb Williams. But obviously, you've got to figure out what's going on with Justin Fields and if a trade is going to go down. So here's uh, Dan Graziano on GetUp, one of the uh, reporters on ESPN. Well, yeah, I think there's some questions arising about sort of just how robust the market will be for Justin Fields. And, you know, you look at potential destinations, you start to hear a lot about the Atlanta Falcons uh, possibly being interested in Kirk Cousins if he gets out of Minnesota and hits the open market. And if, if he's their top choice and goes there, that takes away a spot because the Bears probably aren't trading fields to the Vikings in their own division. Uh, it sounds like, you know, Pittsburgh talking up Kenny Pickett. Are they going to try and run it back with him? And if so would that mean they're not a suitor so you do start to wonder as you talk to people around here if there's going to be a strong market I do think they will move him assuming they decide to stay put and make the pick I do think they'll move him but it could affect uh, the value that they're able to get back in return for him if there are not a lot of teams bidding for him
2: I think that's been a question that that we've asked quite
0: a bit I think that you guys have been all over that
2: we we, you know we've there have been moments when
0: we and I still you and believe, Meller especially and, yeah. and Tyler, you know, like yeah. you three, I've kind of been like skeptical about that they're not going to get at least a second.
2: Well, yeah, and, well, remember it started with I think Shefty telling I don't know if it was us or somebody else a first. Yeah, you know, like yeah, there's you know don't you know don't rule out them getting a first, and I think we all looked at each other and were like, no way. And then it was like, okay, well, it's very you know, Mel was the first. Mel yeah. Mel was the first that said it with us. And and we were he all said eight. Yeah, he's from from number the Falcons. eight from the Falcons. Don't be surprised if the Falcons are with that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But that was I was I was skeptical of that then, and I'm even more skeptical of that now. Oh yeah. Um like I don't I, I I, I do believe that there will be a dance partner. I'm not saying there won't, but I just don't know what the compensation is going to be. And, and and we had that conversation with Mays, and 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 I tend to agree as well. I don't think that they'll hold out the Bears. I think that you know they'll try to get as much as they can, but if they don't get what they really have their heart set on, I don't think that means they won't trade him. I think that they will, even if they're not getting the value that they want. return, I still think the deal's going to be made.
0: Do you believe what Mays just said in in our conversation? Because I I stumbled and stammered a bit about what, what he said that polls, in his opinion, made it apparent because of his words that he wants to do right by Justin that he'll take less to get a deal done. I agree with him. I, you now do, listen, like, I'm not. Yes,
2: I don't. Well, what's the alternative? The alternative is to not trading and
0: keeping. No, no, because then I don't think you're not doing right to the team. Right. You know what I mean? I think there's a fine line between sure doing right for the team. You still have to have the best interest of the team in Absolutely. mind. Absolutely. So I still think you have to get as much as possible.
2: Yes, I totally. I'm not thinking they're giving him away, but what if you get along this process and it's not advancing in the manner in which you had hoped not just with the the speed but also with the value that people are are offering you uh, and that's where i said i don't think that they're going to i don't think they're going to play I think, they're not gonna play softball but i don't think they're gonna play hardball to the point
0: where if they don't get their asking price they're just going to keep him i don't believe that no right because like there may not be any hardball to play anyway, and that because may, what's the point again? Right. And, and I know we we recorded a, a conversation with Jim Miller. We're going to play later, and he's of the belief that maybe you hold on to him, and then if you create a competition, and then you may trade him if Caleb Williams beats him out. I think a more and, likely
2: scenario. I, I, I first of all, that's not something that I agree. I don't agree with Jim on that. I don't think that's likely. But I've heard like somebody like Russell, Russell Wilson may be a player that doesn't find a home when the season kicks off and then finds himself in a kind of a Joe Flacco situation where a team may want to make a decision. And in that situation, there you don't have to make a trade. You just sign him because he's a free agent. So, you know, you, you, there wouldn't be any competition for that. I don't think that they're going to give him away. But and maybe this is one of the reasons why the you know this hasn't been something that has been done quickly. Teams know that teams are like, Why would I you know just run forward if there's not a a lot of competition? Why am I just going to come up here and overpay for something if I don't have to overpay? So there's a certain degree of chicken that's being played right now, but but I don't think that 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 polls is going to just my opinion. I just don't think that he's going to go, nope. The best we could get was a mid-third rounder and you know maybe a conditional fifth, and we're not going to make that trade because we think he's more valuable. I think that what's valuable to them is, is that they get what they can for him
0: and they move forward. That's well, how I feel. It, it's kind of like the negotiating with Cody Bellinger, and I know there's right. a free agent right, right. where there's only one team negotiating with Cody Bellinger, with Scott Boras. Like, why do the Cubs have to move? So, if Atlanta's the only team negotiating with the Bears really seriously, why would Atlanta have to offer really more than they have to? Like, you know, why Why would they, if they're only offering a third, right. why, why do they have to give a second? If John, there's no other team threatening a trade?
2: You're 100% correct, and that's why this is still, you know, going to be fascinating to see what unfolds, but... You know, there was a rumor out there. What? What did we hear? There was a rumor that someone, you know, the Atlanta may be willing to offer what? You know, swap picks and a second rounder, and they get our, you know, like no. I mean, that's just too rich for a team to 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 come in and, and pay for for Justin because there's also a you know I mean, there's a financial commitment that's going to go along with this deal as well. So. I, I don't know what's gonna. I, I still, if I would take a, I would take a, a a leap and say that I think this deal is gonna get done. There will be a deal, and I think it will happen sooner rather than later. I don't think, like everyone is suggesting, it'll happen before free agency starts next week. I think I wouldn't be shocked if we woke up Sunday and something was something happen. happened over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be. Nothing would shock me from this point forward. What would shock me is, is if. I'll tell you what would shock me if, in fact, Ryan Poles decided he wasn't getting value that he thought that the trade was worth. So we're just going to keep him and go forward with him on the roster as well. That would surprise me greatly. I don't think that's a legitimate option for them.
0: I don't. Uh, Diana Rossini was also in on a conversation, too. She's used to work for ESPN. She's at the Athletic now. And she was on today with Mays. Was this where this came from. So this was very much similar to Graziano's take about Justin Fields and a possible bears trade.
6: When my uh, United flight landed in Indy, I was immediately uh, on a mission to, to keep track of all the teams that are going to be in on Justin Fields, right? I'm chasing down Pittsburgh, Atlanta. I'm, I'm just thinking of every team that could use him, where it would make sense, where there's offensive coordinators that, that could have success and with his type of ability And now I'm leaving in 24 hours, and I can tell you, I don't think the market is as robust as a lot of people thought.
1: I have the same exact feeling, and obviously that comes with some personal tragedy for me and them not getting much for him in a trade. But uh, even removing myself from it a little bit, that's been the takeaway that I've had, is that there aren't that many teams that are going to be super motivated to go get him, and does that depress his market compared to what we thought it might have been a month ago?
6: I think that there is since Chicago has been very transparent, right? Ryan Paul shared with the media, we're not trying to drag this thing out. Yeah. We're, we want to move on and, and go. If that's the, you know, the avenue they go, of course, they're still going to p- keep their cards close to the vest here to try to build up some sort of leverage. But I, I just don't think that there is a team right now that is going to be aggressively chasing after Justin Fields, knowing that the other free agent quarterbacks that are on the market right now that have had more success and maybe a better possibility than trading for Justin. Do I still think he's going to get traded to a team? Yes, but there is no clear team that I'm hearing right now that, that makes sense and is having uh, where there's like a lot of chatter about.
0: So she, she wouldn't even go out on a limb about Atlanta. Yeah. I I, like, look,
2: Zach Robinson comes in and is running an offense that, that fits Kirk cousins better than if it's Justin Fields. So, I mean, there have been people that are trying to connect the dots between Cousins and the Atlanta Falcons. I, I still find it hard to believe the Vikings will move off of Cousins. But this is, again, why I think if, if if Brian Poles has got an offer out there, even if it's not exactly what he was looking for, he's got to consider it. There's, I mean, li- listen, what if, what if Cousins does go to Atlanta in free agency? What if Baker Mayfield stays in, 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 in Tampa? What well, if that was one of if, the interesting things
4: I thought Mays brought up. I think we've all kind of come to a conclusion that – Baker's a lock to go back to Tampa. Right. And Mays was not all in on that. Yeah, that surprises me,
2: especially with the you know the thirty million dollar more you know additional to the the salary cap. Yeah. Like you could keep Mike Evans and Baker Mayfield. I would assume. I don't know their cap situation, but certainly you could afford now. Well, pl- one more player than you possibly could before the cap went up. Look, I-, I wouldn't be shocked either if Arthur Smith was more interested in adding Ryan Tannehill, as crazy as some may say or think that is in Pittsburgh versus. Trading for Justin, all you got to do with, with Tannehill is sign him, right? You don't have to trade anything. And then you let those two just compete Pickett and Tannehill? Right. I mean, now you've got a veteran that, that – listen, at least Arthur Smith is, has has worked with Tannehill. I'm not telling you it's a better choice. I'm just telling you that because of the familiarity, that may be a, a more likely relationship than Pittsburgh with with Justin. So – it's starting to, to dwindle. I never thought that the Denver Broncos were, were a legitimate landing spot. I would keep an eye, as we've all talked about, I'd keep an eye on the Patriots. I don't know what – because yeah. there's a new GM, there's, there's just new people there. You don't know how they're going to do
0: business. I'd keep an eye on them. Who told us yesterday that maybe the Patriots could gr- draft Marvin Harrison at three?
4: And, and trade. And then,
0: then they trade for Justin. I forget who it was, but, but yeah. Is it
2: Siciliano. I forget who it was, but you know, I, I don't know what they're gonna do. Maybe they maybe that's a, a more desirable route for them versus drafting a quarterback at three that they may or may not love and see how that goes. That's uh, a
0: that's that's a lot of the fields fans who who have been preaching that and New England would would do that, you know, like or, or, or possibly could do that. Yeah, it's gonna be funny too.
2: I mean, we've also discussed this. I, I, I'm interested to see. I appreciate people that are very passionate about their favorite teams and their favorite players. Okay. I think it's been it, it, it's been a little destructive. It's been a little bit over the top, to say the least. I think it's all been kind of nonsense. We're all on the same, you know, we're all cheering for the Bears. I wonder how those that are diehard Justin Fields fans, who it feels to me would pledge allegiance to him before they'd pledge allegiance to the team he plays for, how they'll feel about the franchise if in fact what we expect to happen happens well how will you if you're one of these dyed in the wool justin fields fans who feels he's just been screwed all along it's never been his fault it's all been a bad hand he's been dealt um and they're making a huge mistake are you a bears fan or are you a fields fan and how would you respond if in fact you wake up on sunday morning and they've traded him to somewhere
0: else are you gonna renounce your affiliation as a fan to the to the Bears, I said, "Like we can take calls, even though we're just doing a stream. So if you want to call us right now, you want to talk about Fields. Um, I thought Mays had a great answer. I thought I thought both Mays and Joniak had great answers as to why, uh, like, and I I know why um, a lot of Bears fans feel the way they do about Justin Fields. Yeah, there's a lot of,
2: to like as a person, as a teammate,
0: as a leader, all of that stuff, and, and through bad times." Um, he has been one of the few great things to cheer for. Yeah, um, he is a few great things that that has been able to keep his head above water, you know, and just would just grab you out of your couch and make you stand up and cheer and yell and scream because of some dynamic plays. But I, I think we know the answer to him. I, I mean, I think we know that most people will be a fan of this team, and if Caleb Williams performs, they will become huge Caleb Williams fans. I would think so, but you know. And and then I think that they will continue to root for the Bears, and if Caleb Williams fails, they will come out of the woodwork then in two years and say, see, I told you so. And they will still root for the Bears, but then they will come back out of the woodwork too. I think we've found ourselves in the world of sports these days
2: where because of social media and the People want to be right more than anything. That's the thing. They just want to be, they want their takes to be validated by what ultimately happens. And I got to tell you, we've been doing this for a long time. You're going to miss more than you hit, right? right? And you just, sometimes you're going to, you know, we're in a world of predictions and evaluations. And sometimes you're going to say, hey, like right now, I think they're going to trade Justin. I think they're going to draft Caleb Williams. If for whatever reason, they don't do that and it happens i'm going to tell you guess what i was wrong this is my you know somewhat educated opinion or you
0: won't rip them if no. uh, like i like i've been on record of saying i will not rip them if they choose to trade to the commanders the number 1 overall pick and go to 2 and draft drake may or draft jaden right. daniels get it right right i will let it breathe and get it yeah. right again for the all the reasons like my preference is trading Justin and drafting Caleb. That's my pref. I'm not a football evaluator though. Right. What the hell do I know? I'm a guy with a microphone, but, and I've just watched too many guys who have been the second or the third overall pick in their draft classes, quarterbacks be good. So I'm going to let polls determine what the best course of action for the bears. is.
2: I just think it's going to be interesting to see how the, uh, the social media battle takes place. And, what people are going to say or do it's, just going to be, it, it, it's, it's not important, honestly, but it is going to be, this is a spectator sport in a lot of ways, watching people joust on social media platforms. It's going to be interesting to watch how people interact when something does take place. So, you know, hopefully we can all just get along and agree that uh, what we want is what's best for our franchise.
0: All right, let's take some calls. Cause we do have calls and it's great. Even when we just stream it's fantastic. 312-332-3776. Let's go to Matt in South Carolina. Matt. Matt, where are you listening? Are you listening on the ESPN Chicago app, on our YouTube channel, or on Twitch? I'm listening on the YouTube app. Okay, that's great. Uh, not,
7: not, 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 not the YouTube app. I'm listening on the app. I've okay. been an app follower since you guys got it. And I'm listening to nothing but uh, Chicago Sports Radio. You guys all day long.
3: We appreciate
7: you. you. Thank you. So my question is, um, when we draft a rookie QB, we need some sort of veteran presence in uh, that QB room. And it's not Tyson Bajan. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. He's not the guy. But I had an interesting idea. How about Drew Locke? Drew Locke, who has started games, and I don't know what his deal is. If he's still under contract, we may need to trade for him. But he's somebody who has also uh, worked with Shane Waldron. Yeah, and I, I think that would be a
2: great uh, presence in the locker room for uh, whatever rookie we get. On the surface, Matt, I think it makes a lot of sense. I would not give up any
0: draft currency for a backup quarterback. He if is you, a free agent, okay. Yeah. So, so that would that, that would make that sense. Option. That would that, that My, would make a lot of sense because I I am good with Baygent as a backup and, and being on the roster. But when you do have a rookie quarterback, you would like someone with experience to help yeah. you coach up the rookie. I don't know if Drew Locke,
2: you know, because he played some, is 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 looking for an opportunity. I don't know where that would be to compete, but if he would like to follow Shane Waldron and it's not something that's overly taxing financially, definitely I do believe when they, if in fact they they execute the plan that I expect them to execute, that they will add a veteran quarterback. I think that that is something that would make sense to me for sure.
0: I mean, they carried, didn't they carry three most of the year too with Nathan Peterman? Yes. So um, Kevin in Lakeview, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Kev?
1: Hey yeah. guys, What's great on? to see you uh, on the on the uh, YouTube channel.
0: Okay, so um, you're on the YouTube channel. Have you hit subscribe?
1: Yeah, no, it's a fir- honestly, it's the first time I've ever logged into it. So working from home today, logged into it to watch you guys because um, not interested in the Cubs and White Sox right now until the regular <laughs> season starts. So I want okay, real stuff. Okay, that's good.
0: Understandable. Have you have you posted a comment while you've been watching? Not yet. Okay, that's good uh, because it's interesting always to read those comments.
1: So on on the field stuff, he's really a great guy. He's a guy you want around the locker room, but it's it's just probably time to try something different at that position.
2: Yeah, I I agree with you. I mean that's the the that's the conclusion I have personally come to. Um, and again, I, as I've said a million times, it's got to also be associated with them being at, at at peace with who the the first overall pick is, not just as a player but as a person, but you know, I think that's the direction they're going to go, and it'd be the direction that I, I
0: think is the wise one, yeah, i mean i I think I think they have given you all those signals too, yeah yeah that 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 they tried to make it work yes that they they, they were, gave it a chance, yeah, hmm and,
2: but this is their opportunity to really put their full stamp on this franchise because remember, he was drafted by the previous regime. So I just think that, um, I, I think this is their opportunity. And, and not to mention, I don't think it's just about that. I think it's they truly believe that there's somebody in this draft that can take them to places that Justin can't. Doesn't mean he's the worst quarterback in the league, just means they don't think his ceiling is as high as where
0: somebody else could be. Drafting first overall. Okay. All right. So we're going to we're gonna have Patrick Finley on the show. We talked to him a little bit earlier. We'll play that as soon as the Sox game wraps up. It's the top of the ninth, right? And and once that game uh, wraps up, we'll we'll play it. Do you want to do Aki's A-list here now? We yeah. can, why, why don't we do that? Um, well, you are awake, right? I mean, Joniak was questioning whether or not you were well, actually awake. Well, what was
2: that all about?
4: I will say, all right, I used to go to a lot of Bulls games as a kid. And I think that a yawn from me is actually <laughs> one of the most endearing compliments I can give. What is it, like, like a burp for a chef? Perhaps. I mean, it's I at, I at the beginning that. of every Bulls game when I was a kid. And this was like the Derrick Rose Bulls. These were really exciting. I was a huge Bulls fan. I would yawn during every game. Every, every single ner-
0: game. Can a yawn mean you're nervous?
4: Um, I don't know if it means you're nervous. I, I don't. Let me Google I don't that. I don't know if I was nervous during Bulls games or if I'm nervous now. I don't Are you nervous now? I'm what not would make you nervous now. Now? No. now? I'm not nervous now. Maybe, you know, maybe it's the beaming glare from Jeff Joniak that that looks Maybe it's your soul just sometimes. His, yeah. uh, his presence, maybe He's it's got an just aura his aura to presence.
0: Him. He does have an aura to him. I mean but no, fact, I, it, here it is. Yawning. The voice to the bears is you know yawning can be a response to anxiety and stress when we are in a heightened state of tension. Our body's natural response is to take deep breaths and increase oxygen intake. Yawning helps regulate breathing patterns and can serve as a subconscious mechanism to alleviate stress. Okay. Interesting. You anxious? I'm not anxious right now. Okay. I feel good. Feel good. (laughs) Is yawning a nervous tick? It's also on this search. What's the problem, Tyler? What, what, what do you, you know, you? Common simple vocal tics include throat clearing, coughing, sniffing, and yawning. Does that, does that, any of that resonate with you? Um,
4: I have done a lot of throat clearly clearing really lately. Yeah. Why? What's going on? Usually, going on the, on with you? usually when I drink the night before, I have to clear the throat. Okay. The next day. Yeah.
2: Or didn't you say something? Also, you can't. I forget what it was. What? To you be no, I don't even want to say it. I don't oh, want wow. to say, say it. So say you it. didn't forget. You just did something about how you, you it you struggle to swallow oh boy. when you drink something. Is that you? <laughs> no. That was okay. not me. That's no. why I was reluctant to say it. No. Okay. You have me confused with someone else. Yeah. Who, else. Who, what I forget who God. it is. Somebody who's who like
0: never mind. I don't <laughs> even want to go there. I don't even want to I don't even want to speculate because it's <laughs> It's too crazy of a thought. All right, so we're uh, you've made it to the weekend here. It is five o'clock, and uh, if you want to talk to us, three one two three three two three seven seven six. We have been at the combine here for the last two days, last forty days, no, yeah, no last two days. And and um, before we get into Aki's a list, could sort of just set the table. Uh, later this hour, we will replay some of the Caleb Williams sound. That was the main story today. He met the media in the room that we're sitting in, just on the other side of the curtain. Several hundred people were here uh, to see him speak. He he acquitted himself quite well. I thought he, yeah, I thought he made a great, you know, very nice presentation. Is that something to celebrate if you're a Caleb Williams fan? I, 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 Maybe it, he Just check. You know, it's he, it's, it's on the list to he check. Yeah. Box to check. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Patrick Finley, when we play the the conversation, did a really good job of painting the picture yeah. as well. Really, really good job. So we'll play that. He works for the Sun Times. Jim Miller is going to uh, talk about it too. We were just discussing the the trade offers, or maybe a lack of trade offers um, regarding Justin Fields. And sentiments has changed a little bit. I guess
2: would be the best way to to kind of describe it. I think whether it was. Diana Rossini saying or Dan Dan Graziano said it on a good get up this morning.
0: Now, whether that who knows, like what's what's fact and what are just reports. But those are two reporters who work for different companies reporting basically the same thing as of now. Um, But Waddle keeps thinking that something could happen soon. That's what I think. So we'll keep our eye on that. Uh, we were talking to Joniak earlier. We believe, like, uh, any day now that the Bears are going to be announced for that Hall of Fame game, and they'll get the extra preseason game, which would be good if they have a rookie quarterback. Yeah. And I think it's good no matter what. I mean, uh, I was talking to somebody today.
2: If you cover the team like like all of our friends do, it's not so much because your summer ends a week or so earlier, but for the team itself, yes, right? for the greater good.
0: Yeah, but and uh, – I would think the rookie quarterback would play, but are they willing to play all the offensive linemen? Are they willing to play DJ Moore? That's a conversation for way later in the summer. But, but like, it's a team that's certainly going to need work. Yes. I think,
2: listen, I think for the fans, it'll be really cool as well because you'll have three guys that have, that have, you know, Bears ties that are going into the hall. So, especially, you know, with, with Steve Mongo going in and, Devin going in and, and Pep going in as well.
0: So that'll be very meaningful. Okay. And uh, let's go to Je- uh, Jeff and Kankakee. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jeff? Hey,
3: hey, what's up? Uh, first off, I wanted to say I'm a huge fan. Uh been listening to you guys ever since I started driving. Uh, even before that, seeing you guys at Bears camp as like a little kid in Bourbonnais where I used to live. But uh, I just awesome. also wanted to add... Uh, this uh when I go on Facebook if I look up any kind of NFL rumors you always see in the comments all these people that are just so strong for either guy and you kind of it kind of hurts to see sometimes because you all everyone wants the success of the Bears and I mean I've even seen some people saying why draft Caleb he's gonna be a bust let me how about we sign Baker all this other stuff I'm like so you'd rather take what Baker gives you, and we've seen it with him being near 30 years old over Caleb's upside. We're a team that's always dealt with, ah, uh, we're just going to get what we get, and we haven't often had the chance to go up, go for some upside. And I, it, it's it's an exciting thing. It's an exciting thing to have this kind of opportunity, and I just I don't know.
2: It's just I, I'm with you. I, like, listen, I I can't remember a time where there was you know there's. More of a chance to kind of grasp a, a, a true optimistic like wave from this fan base, and this is that opportunity. And it, it comes down to whether or not the admin, you know the, the front office, Ryan Poles and his people, make the right decisions going forward. You not only have the first overall pick, you have the ninth overall pick, and you also have about eighty million dollars to spend in free agency. So, this is an exciting time if the right decisions are
0: made. Baker Mayfield a year ago was coming off a. Terrible year in Carolina and the Rams. And you could have got him for pennies on the dollar. Now you want to buy high on him? Like, uh, he was considered a bust of a bust just a year ago. Uh, Like, why not feel optimistic about starting anew? Um, Don't feel uh, just because others have failed that the next guy can't be the right guy. Amen. Um, All right. Uh, The Sox have uh, just ended. Uh, the Cubs beat them 10 to 6. Is that the final score? And then we will uh, we will hear from Patrick Finley from the Sun Times. That's coming up next. It's Waddle and Sylvie.